Bowtech Archery prides themselves on offering a bow for everyone. Whether you have a short draw length, a long draw length, pull 70 pounds or 40 pounds, you're a bow hunter or a target archer, they offer a bow that can be customized to fit your body type. On top of that, their deadlock technology allows you to fine-tune your arrow flight. Visit BowTechArchery.com and check out the SR350 and the CP28. Bowtech Archery, refuse to follow. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Coming from you live from deer camp, midday, I have Brock from XOP in the house who's been hunting with us so for the last two days, which feels like longer because we've had some, some days, mm -hmm. some journeys. Oh yeah. Um, Dustin was in the house, Dave was out this weekend too, he kind of helped set up camp and then he, he ran home and might have been too wounded on Sunday to, to return to camp. But he, he, uh, he's been checking in. Dustin hunted hard a couple days, seen some deer. Uh, he's got some deer on trail cam that, that he's excited about. We have pulled some cams. We have bailed on an area completely due to some, some dead deer that we think are uh, no longer around. But Brock, before we get into some of these products that we're field testing, let's talk. You have never really like dove into the big woods hunting. You've hunted a little bit in Iowa. What did you think about coming here to like, we'll call it the big woods of Ohio? Um, it's definitely a different experience. I mean, <clears throat> with being out here and, 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 and having them, you know, the, the vastness of the terrain, it, it gives you a whole different experience. I mean, um, finding deer sign and the amount of ground you cover uh, in a day is, is a tremendous amount more than, than, you know, what I'm doing back in Iowa for sure, so. Yeah, physically, like first hunt of the day, probably a mile commute, uh, a solid climb at the very end, mm -hmm. some uneven terrain most of the way, fumbling and bumbling. Um, today we did a journey. Today was, was it, you know, we went up in elevation, but it was a, a steady eddy climb. Yeah. There wasn't oh, yeah. no death march. But it, but then by, by the time we got back in there on that final kind of 300 yards, I was like, dude, we, we've been in there for oh, yeah. a bit. Um. And then I crushed my shoulder the other night. Just uh, I probably had to stand on my back for the better part of two hours, and I just never found anything because we probably pulled into the parking lot at three. I think I reassessed my game plan at like five. Literally dive bomb back to the truck, guzzled water, and went into a different total, a different hillside because I just wasn't happy with what I was finding. Um, what about the? You know, you come from the hiker backpacking world. What did you think about some of these longer commutes? It, it's it's almost a two for one. Yeah, no, I uh, that's the part that really attracts me to the style of hunting is that um, 
you get to get out and kind of enjoy the space a little bit more. It's it's a lot more active. Um, uh, sedentary life uh, in the woods is not really meant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even sitting in a stand for a couple hours is difficult. So that's that's one of my uh, the things I'm working on, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> is, is patience in the woods. So okay, so uh, we've we, we've hunted a little bit together. Do I have any weird or odd nuances about either how I do things, getting in the tree, leaving camp, any anything that you've noticed? Uh, not really, no, I don't think so. Not at the moment, anyways, but I'll, I'll keep my eye out on that one. Anything that you were like, oh, that's kind of a good idea? <laughs> uh, let's see, there's been there's been multiple things. Okay. Because um, I've been climbing without a lineman's belt, so that's one. I know that's a no-no, but I just, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it, I, I've, I've been climbing for so long um, on, on, on mountains that it's just, just kind of a thing, but after watching you climb a couple of times, I just I just look so much easier than what I'm doing. So that okay. that'll be a big switch. Okay. Um, I would say that's probably probably the biggest one. Okay. At the moment, yeah. What about me yelling at you for slamming the truck door? Yep. No, no truck doors get slammed shut. Um, talking very quietly at all times. Mm. So that's that's another big one. So. Okay. And uh, what about today? So we went into the spot, and I'm like, hey, historically, a lot of good scrapes here. The sun comes up, not exactly the best warm and fuzzy feeling about our ambush location. Yeah, it was beautiful, and there's a couple trails there. But then we literally scouted, I think, 40 yards. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we realized, dude, we were in it. We were in it as oh, far yeah. as the, the spot went from looking like a 6 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10. Maybe even a 9. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was pretty sweet to see. So, I, I mean, I think the big you know, part of that is that just being open to exploring more even even after you're done hunting for the day because you never know what might be around the next turn so yep yeah all right wanted to jump on here and add a few things to this um, shorter podcast and that would be an ehd update obviously if you watched our instagram you saw dave ran into a local guy that found i think it was something like 60 dead deer on one farm and then his son also found another um farm with like 17 well, I myself did a little more digging around and, and ended up running into a local guy who was asking me about my my camping setup. And it, anyways, he said his son's a hunter and found 43 dead deer on one farm and 11 on another. Um, so it's definitely here. And, and, you know, wrapping my thoughts around it, I really hope that the DNR would pull their head out of their butt and put maybe some some sort of doe restrictions in some of these counties that got wiped. Uh, uh, some got hit, some almost were unfazed, I feel like, from the maps I've looked at from the DNR. But it's like, if you know some pockets got hit, and if you look at the deer as a resource, why would you not say, okay, blah, 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 county, area, location, whatever, we're going to sell 100 deer tags, or doe tags, next season. I don't know. I think it's worth it. And yes, people are going to bitch, but I think if, if you don't do something like that, then you're setting the clock back five years versus if you had one season with some restrictions, you could probably get that thing moving in the right direction very quickly. The other thing I wanted to talk about was deer camp. Um, obviously, we wrapped up deer camp last night, packed up, and uh, it was a good time. It was something I wish, uh, oh, we had some scheduling conflicts with Andy and Dave, so they weren't able to make it. Dustin was, was a pretty big part of it, but it's, it's fun. Uh, I enjoy, uh, coming back, uh, the, the, the camping, 
though after hunting for the evening is a little bit tougher because you just want to get to bed. Uh, you've hunted hard. I, I had a thought the other day because um, I did two pretty hard pack-ins the other day. Like we're talking 45-minute, 50-minute commute. And let's just think about that. So you got 35-ish pounds on your back um, or even 30. You're going up elevation. Like That's like one 40-minute workout then another 40 minute workout on your way out for just a morning hunt. And then you do it again for the evening. You're looking at a four workout type day. If you hunt the evening and you're talking about long extended hours, cause you got up at maybe two in the morning to drive somewhere. I mean, that is a, uh, that is a body blaster for, for, for all means. So yeah, the whole eating food in the evening thing, like it is, it's one of those things that, that camping and hunting, like, you got to have some pre-made meals, which we did, which was nice stuff like tacos we could just eat up, um, quick hitters, because you got to maximize that sleep at the end of the day if you're going to hunt hard for multiple days. I have a note here. If you're going to pick up any custom gear, enter code WEXP at checkout. Another note I have here is both my top shooters are dead. <laughs> it's pretty evident based on... Uh, had them a lot of the season last year and through the summer, and they're dead. They gone. Multiple cams. Uh, one buck I scouted for four or five times, and I in a year of, of disease, I think you got to pull the plug when you kind of get an inclination. I, I don't think you want to spend your season hunting a ghost. So now it's like I'm trying to find a, a pocket to get ready for the rut, uh, that is holding the most shooters I can find. And that'll be where I spend more of my rut time than areas just with one shooter. I may got to check on the family farm too. Sometimes, uh, there was a buck there. I wouldn't be mad about hitting. Uh, and he lived there a lot November 15 through the, the end of the month. Another note here, I'm going to plug our Patreon and that is because I divulge a little more tactic learning information on that account. I appreciate those guys supporting the brand at a high level. I also have the film school um, as like a, a higher tier option there where you can, if you're into self-filming, self-producing, I go through all my my tips, my tricks, uh, video examples of shots, uh, audio, the whole process, how to build something, um, really ins and outs, um, and quick tips too. I, I think I have a two-minute segment of just quick video tips where uh, quiet audio, how you can kind of fix it and some some troubleshooting items there but yeah yesterday i hunted high for the first time all season like high high i uh, used that backwoods mobile aider and got up there and dude it's not a fun hanging hunt when you when you're getting up that high and maybe the tree's not cooperating or it leans into you a bit but but that was the place to be and the wind was kind of doing that tide effect where it would oh come from my three o'clock to my six o'clock every now and then and i was like well I'm expecting the deer to come from 12. And so, like, I'm okay. But there's, you know, like, I wasn't 100% sure how they'd work through here. And, and and just with that kind of swirl effect based on where I was hunting, I was like, oh, I'm going to get really high. Maybe that'll buy me an extra five seconds if I were, were to get the encounter. So I got stupid high with the backwoods mobile eater. I kind of set that first stick really high and was using it to, to – and let me tell you, two does come right in definitely downwind to me and because i'm 25 foot in the air maybe yeah probably 25 foot because my bow was hanging off the ground when i tied it in it, i think you get away with a little bit i did not love my shot angle 
And Dave and I were talking about how Eberhardt's all this um, very much, you know, scent lock works, scent lock works. Well, when you hunt 25, 30 feet, I think sometimes that scent cone, you, you're able to get away with some stuff uh, that if you were hunting 10, 12 foot, that you wouldn't. Just my two cents, but I definitely noted that. Uh, some things that Brock noticed, like, obviously, he said, one, even my camo. You know, I wear some more open-y, lighter tone stuff. He goes, when you were pulling down tree stands, now that the timber's opened up leaf-wise, he goes, I felt like your camo was definitely more effective than mine. And I, I thought that was funny because I've always been a, uh, more of an open-ish pattern guy. And the other, a couple other things, um, he mentioned the lineman's belt and my buckleless method. Um, but he noticed, too, like... I was very particular on the tree choice as far as in the dark or for the evening hunts because it's such a key thing that, that taking an extra sometimes 10 minutes to really get yourself in the right spot was key. And then he noticed how I was always about scouting um, after the hunt. Uh, one day we walked into four or two two mountains that you know I'm trying to find – more information on what's going on and just trying to find deer and these are historically good spots and he goes it's uh, it's funny you move at a very fast pace until you kind of have a reason to start slowing down and, and I said and he said it's hard for him sometimes uh, with the hiker background to to slow down and start assessing things and I kind of told him I was like look like I, I believe you know 80% of the woods is is an X maybe even 90% of the woods is a, an X that you don't want to hunt so I'm trying to find that 10% and so I do necessarily move very fast initially um, I generally have a destination in mind and until I start approaching that destination or if I see something um, you know I, I, I oh I also should and when I go scouting some of these areas like I never walk in and out the same way I'm always taking a different route out in case I can learn something um, that you would have missed if you'd have taken the same little in and out or in circle and then back out the same way I'd rather go in and then I, I'm gonna I'm take a different angle out of here back to the vehicle so I think that that's a few things worth mentioning other than that you know, I'm, I need to get ready for this rut. Um, I'd like to pin down one other area. I've got a couple of bucks that are good, but I don't have, like, an area with, like, two studs right now. And I do feel like I'm not going to shoot a buck on a scrape. Um, although they might still be... Uh, that, that's the other thing. I've put on some miles here lately, and some of my historical scrapes, they are not open right now. And I'm like, oh... I think that, you know, there's less competition now with a lot of dead deer that maybe this is just not coming down. We did have a warm week, I think three or four days of, of warm weather and finally getting back into more seasonal temps. But, man, um, they moved yesterday, that's for sure, as far as people seeing them, uh, Dave and, and Dustin seeing a lot of deer in the fields and then kind of what was going on in the timber. But appreciate you guys listening. Team Harder and Bucks, we are out.